Hello, and welcome to another episode of It's Never Lupus, a house retrospective, the show where we do a chronological breakdown of every episode of our favorite TV medical drama. My name is Elizabeth, and joining me today, as always, are Lauren. Hello. And Daniel. Hey! Today we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 17, which is titled All In. The episode aired on April 11, 2006. Lauren, what was going on that week 15 years ago? Well, we have a sports um, headline that I actually understand, which is exciting. Sports, Rest- question mark. Sports, enterta- marks. Oh, okay. sports entertainment headline that I actually understand. WrestleMania 22 takes place in Chicago, and Rey Mysterio defeats Randy Orton and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match to win his first ever World Heavyweight Championship title. couple of fun facts about this one. A... I believe Daniel, I would say Daniel also told me about this, but that this was the last one in a traditional arena mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus like they were all in like football stadiums and oversized, you know, like baseball fields, yeah. stuff like stuff like that. Because uh, the Allstate Arena where this is held only holds like 20, 20 some odd thousand people. So got to get Vince McMahon has to get his coin. <laughs> so you got to sell more tickets. Um, and the other one is that. I also noticed is that temporarily they changed the name of this title just to just to just the world championship since mm. Rey Mysterio was far from a heavyweight. Yeah, mm. that was a, I always thought that was a little bit curious at the time. The whole thing was a very like I wasn't really watching at this point, but uh, it was I do remember that it was a lot of this was a result of the fallout of uh, the death of Eddie Guerrero, uh, who was close friends with Rey Mysterio. And so they they kind of built a whole storyline around. I think he died in like September. October or November of the previous year and so like by the time like the new year rolled around they kind of built this whole momentum storyline around Rey Mysterio becoming world champion as a uh, as a tribute to him so that was kind of the the whole story there it was I remember this being a, a decent one I've gone back and watched it in the years since it's decent yeah I didn't watch it I like I remember watching it like back then but like I haven't revisited it but Rey Mysterio is easily my favorite cruiserweight of all time easily I need to watch more of his matches. I haven't seen a lot of that. Peacock. Um, Soon. Well, we'd have to subscribe to it. But anyway, um, Iran sparks international outrage after their president claims the country has successfully enriched uranium. Seems safe. Can't have that. Can't have that. Ice Age The Meltdown hangs on to the box office crown for a second week in a row. And Daniel Powder is having a good day, actually, as his song Bad Day takes the number one spot on the music charts. Daniel, what else was on? Well, it's uh, Wednesday night in uh, 2006 on Fox. So that means at 8 p.m. it was American Idol. That was the only other notable programming on Fox that evening. Uh, It was Queen Night. So uh, highlights included Taylor Hicks. Remember him? He was a thing. Taylor Hicks's mm-hmm. rendition of Crazy Little Thing Called Love and Paris Bennett's take on The Show Must Go On. Uh, Bucky Covington would be voted off the island the following evening. <laughs> no, that's my trash survivor. <laughs> Thank you very much. I mean, they're all, it's, it's all variations on the same thing. Uh, yeah. f- this week's episode had 21.2 million viewers tuning in and was directed by Fred Gerber doing his third out of three episodes he would direct. Previous ones of his included Spin and Heavy. And this week's episode is written by David Foster doing his fourth out of 20 episodes. Previous ones of his included TB or Not TB, Mob Rules, and DNR. And I know we touched on this when we covered TB or Not TB, but I still think that's one of the early season classics for sure. Oh, sure. Like... David nails it, and he's one of my favorite writers for the early seasons. 
Uh, well, we're going to open this one. I believe this one was one of the highest rated ones on IMDb, too, when I looked as well. So uh, this one uh, opens. We're at a science museum with some kids on a field trip, and we're in a gross giant heart replica. Like, kid, all the kids are learning how the blood flows in the heart, you know. Future those, doctors, all of them. Those lights messed me up, too. Those were not great to have in that heart. <laughs> uh, but the teacher is pregnant, which is irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> but, well, it's relevant to the fact that we think she's a fake-out. So something's wrong, and she's about, well, maybe not something's wrong, but she's she's a having her baby. Um, and uh, so we think, you know, naturally we think she'll be the patient of this episode, but nope. It's Ian the little boy whose butt is absolutely soaked through on the back of his pants with blood. Gross. And there's blood trickling. Yeah, there's yeah. The teacher notices it first when there's blood trickling out the bottom of his uh, shoe. Oh. So. Like uh, some some other kid had to notice this happening while they were in there. Yeah. The, right. Like that that kid would have been teased mercilessly well before this contraction thing ever happened. Yeah. Exactly. Like how do you not like. He was in the. He was like towards the front of the of the right. class too, because like when the teacher sat down, because she's having contractions, I imagine those are extremely painful. Yep. Um, and she only no. She only noticed it because of, from the front, but like then the camera pans to the back, and it's like he just has this giant like puddle. discolored. Yeah, this giant puddle of blood, you know, staining the back of his pants, like. Yeah. Some kid in their periphery is gonna notice that. I hadn't realized how often they do this bait and switch though with those with the early season starters though. Yeah, right. Like it's come up a lot. Hmm. This kid is up there for frustrating child actors that I wanna slap because they are too endearing. Yes. Like when he's like, Is the baby coming? I don't know how to do this, but I'll help. Very, like, oh my god. Very precocious. Ugh. Yes, that's the word. Thank you, Daniel. And I know we've talked about this before, but God, this intro slaps. Like, say what you will about how this show has aged in the past 15 years since the season was on. This this intro will always have a special place in my heart, for sure. And then we transition over to the hospital proper, and the lobby has been transformed for a fancy oncology benefit. It's, it's casino night. So everybody's all dolled up, tuxes and evening gowns and drinking and having a good time. And House, Cuddy, and Wilson are all playing poker together. And I ship all three of them together in any combination. Like, the chemistry these three have is amazing. And I love it. And I always want to watch them be scene partners and everything. It's it's the reason this show lasts for eight seasons. Yeah. Is the three of them working together. And <laughs> I love at one point... Um, House is trying to distract them, being really annoying, being an asshole like House does. And Cuddy just responds, women are evil, you're right to drive them away. Now play your freaking cards. <laughs> it's just like, it's so yeah. good. I love, how they, I, like, I love how the super bougie hospital, they managed to make it even more bougie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I somehow, in my first watch through, like, like I must have known it was in the hospital that this was going on. But they did such a good job transforming that bougie entryway into a casino night that it almost looked like it was like a conference. Yeah. They don't, wing. yeah. They don't make it like super obvious that that's where it is. Like you have, but if, but if you look hard enough, like you see their admit desk and everything that's down right. by the clinic. So it's clearly, it's gotta be that front entryway, yeah. but it's just, they dress it up real nice. Also, do we ever establish, are they, is this, I'm assuming this is just a charity event. So they're probably not playing for real money here, right? No, they, they're not because at the end, 
you see um you see house and wilson actually playing yeah. with their real money gotcha well so, i mean you turn the real money into chips yeah so, but uh, no i believe this is you pay in and then i'm guessing it probably would have been like you keep a small percentage of your winnings and the rest of the buy-ins like, go to charity go, something like that yeah so maybe you you pay twenty dollars and get ten dollars worth of chips or something like that yeah who knows I don't know. Either way, uh, but Cuddy is uh, sort of brushing off. She like she, uh Do we know the name of the doctor that comes? No, in? I think he's just one of like the the emergency room residents. Like we typically we don't interact with their ER. Too yeah, much, I know. So. But yeah, one of the, so like this ER resident comes in and's like and tells Cuddy like, oh, a patient of yours is in the is in the ER and he has so and so symptoms. Oh, he's just got gastro. He's just got gastroenteritis. He's fine. But of course. The game is afoot. This is house. This is house. This is the show. This is something has to be wrong. So, did I? I I can't remember if I had told you guys this before, but did you know that the entire House and Wilson is a play on Holmes and Watson? Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's they yeah. Didn't. We've yeah, okay. We've gone over that. In the I house. know. I know. Some people somehow never realized that this is just a medical Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. So, and I couldn't remember if we had touched on that for the pilot or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, we're we're all good. We're all up to speed on that. Um. So, yeah, but House, yeah, being House, he's like, hmm, hmm. maybe I could use my super doctor skills for <laughs> uh, to see what's up with this kid. And so he goes to examine, uh, the kid's name is Ian, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, goes to the ER, and... The dad play the dad looks familiar. Like we think we we think he played someone on the magicians. Daniel, were you able to find anything on the dad? Uh I mean he had a couple of like one he was a very like one off appearance type guy. Like he would do like an episode okay. of House, an episode of this, and so not nothing too notable. Gotcha. Um So but the kid is having a big like coordination issues, like he can't see straight or like can't really like follow a light with his eye or anything like that, so you know, kid has blood. Kid has some blade, uh, blade diar- uh, diarrhea. Maybe I don't know what that's. But how else? I don't know. This whole thing's uh, this whole thing's really weird. But um, something bigger is going on. I do want to confirm that was the actor from the Magicians that I thought it was. Okay, so. there you go. Daniel, how dare you not reference one of Lauren's favorite hey, shows? You know, I I can't keep track of all of them. She's Lauren There's gets into a like lot of trash. Three. That is true. true. It was it was my trash of 2020 for quarantine, <laughs> but just double checked. It, it was the guy I thought it was. Uh, we we go from there. We see House uh, back up in his office digging up a mystery file on an old patient, all the way at the back of the drawer. And I do want to note here that the name of the patient on the file is listed as Esther E S T E R, but later on in the episode she will be referred to as Esther E S T H E R. Mm. The plot thickens even. I know I, I kept switching that spelling in my notes, but I didn't notice it in the actual yeah, it's, episode. It's definitely a continuity thing. It's different on the label versus the rest of the episode. But uh, in any event, we go from there. We see uh, Chase schmoozing on a woman at the party uh, about swimming with great white sharks. Get a lovely, lovely little taste of some 2006 transphobia as House uh, comes Ugh. in. Cock blocks him. Not great. Not great. Not great. Uh, he's doing the, you know, rounding up the team uh, from the party. So we'll check back in with them a little bit later. But of, yeah. But of course it's okay because House is supposed to be an asshole. That's right. He's so witty and sarcastic and, and don't we love him. It implies that Chase has a 
very serious venereal disease. <laughs> that also is true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's a whole thing because because he doesn't because he doesn't want Chase to think he has a shot. He wants Chase focused in on this patient, not he thinking, want with thinking his penis. It, thinking about chasing some tail. Because that's what Chase does. Exactly. I mean, to be no. fair, he is a beautiful man. So. Yeah, but Chase is a sweetie, and he's only in love with Cameron. We know this. Yeah. Everyone's in love Not with yet, Cameron. though. Not yet, though. I think that's later season, like, three is when he's finally like, oh, my God, please date me. Um, Soon. But then we open. House finally has the team together, and he says, what do six-year-olds and 70-year-olds have in common? And it looks like he's basing the future timeline of Ian's diagnosis on Esther's case from 12 years ago, which didn't end great. Ends in death, which he notes is incurable, so they need to beat the disease before then. And he wants to check for Erdheim-Chester disease, something he was not able to check with Esther and was not able to autopsy the body to confirm the diagnosis because the family declined him. I feel like getting pedantic. So Do it, please. Come on. I feel like getting pedantic. Death is potentially curable for like a minute or two afterwards <laughs> and depending on underlying circumstances, but death is potentially curable. Cuz the oh, cuz when he when the kid gets the cardiac arrest later in this episode is does that mean you're technically dead like your heart stopped or like yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, this like, is where we need Nurse Jen. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know what I mean I would assume I would I, I would think it probably factors in with either heart cardiac activity versus brain activity like which one is the like yeah. the deciding factor well, we'll get there yeah to the we'll get there we'll get there but my the, pedantic take is that death is curable but it's just very circumstantial to the three or four nurses that listen to us on a regular basis and give us feedback please let us know how wrong we are uh but for now let's listen in uh they're decide they're gonna start to do a colonoscopy because one of the signs of Erdheim chester is purple pustules or pa- purple papules papules i think papules okay with. um in the colon so let's listen to uh chase and foreman are doing that colonoscopy let's listen to their conversation see anything no and i don't expect to house usually avoids cases if he's actually stealing a case from cuddy there's got to be a reason it's not the first time i've seen this file about a month before cameron was hired some trucker came in here with these symptoms House decided he was dying. Two days and a spinal tap, bone marrow extraction, and three colonoscopies later, we send the guy home with a bunch of painkillers and a diagnosis of a bad cheese sandwich. One of the guys who worked here before me said House tried to cure Esther at least three other times. You know how people see the Virgin Mary in Danishes and stuff? Someone died 12 years ago, and House doesn't know why. House sees that case now, and paint peeling, and clouds and now this poor kid um with this i do think it's really important that it reminds us that chase is i think the who's been on the team the longest out of the three of the Mm people of the fellows that work with house Mm -hmm. because it's like yeah no before you guys were hired this has happened this is not the first time house is fucking crazy i mean every doctor has to have a white whale you know the one that like the one they just couldn't say about like I feel like this. I feel like this wouldn't be uncommon for someone in House's role to have a patient like this. Yeah, you know, his just happens to be a seventy-two-year-old, uh, right? Is that how she was? Seventy-year-old woman, seventy-ish-year-old woman. Um, 
I mean, yeah, yeah. As, as diagnostics, every patient's going to be a puzzle, and there's some you're just not going to solve. Yeah, because right. they mentioned that Erdheim Chester is one out of every, is like, there's only like been like 200 recorded cases ever. Yeah, it's incredibly and rare. And House was like, if they would have let me do an autopsy, it would have been 201. <laughs> yeah, I was reading so. too that, like, not only is it incredibly rare, but it's also like kind of misrepresented in this uh, episode as being a much, no. it's a much more of an acute <sighs> illness in this it's it's portrayed as a much more acute illness whereas the real Erdheim Chester is more of a like chronic illness that will Mm. slowly attack your systems and slowly kill you over time not over the course of 24 hours like it's not your butt won't explode and you won't die (laughs) right I know yeah that's the thing I want to point (laughs) out that like they they go like the kids in the field trip the teacher the parents even the doctors here like they all talk about this kid as though he's just got like a little bit of blood in his diarrhea. The little boy was full on hemorrhaging out of his butthole. And like, <laughs> we just have like, we're, we've all decided collectively to just move past it. Like, we're not going to talk about it. We're all just going to be polite and say that he just had a little blood in his stool. Like, well, house recognizes the fact that blood was coming out of an orifice, I, but just, you know, words, excessively. matter. words matter, but we <laughs> go, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We go we go from Volcano Butt to we see Cameron telling Ian's parents about the potential diagnosis very earnestly. The we uh quickly discover though that the there the test was negative for Erdheim Chester. No papules were visible. Uh so then now they're gonna biopsy his kidneys next for fun. And uh but just as they're uh, just as House is making that uh making that suggestion or that order, we see uh the urine bag on the side of the bed get lifted up and the pee is brown so his kidneys are already shutting Ooh. down cool your pee should not look like iced tea no that's just, generally bad just fyi everybody go generally to the hospital bad. generally bad get some fluids yeah if it's yellow stay mellow <laughs> so anyway then, then we see the whiteboard with all the the conditions that they're crossing off very dramatically on the board because they're all bullshit and, uh, I I I also want to point out the slow pans back and forth to their faces when they show the brown pea just kills me. <laughs> something, like, yeah, it's something it's, about it's the very, source of that drama being brown pea. Right, it's 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 mid aughts cinematography at its worst for drum, dramatic TV shows. Yeah. was when they would do the like. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah, it's just it's so it's so much. The show is guilty of doing this so much. Yeah, but uh, the the three amigos are are like, shouldn't we, shouldn't we have like this is Cuddy's patient? Like, shouldn't we loop her in because she's still drinking and gambling and doing her whatever thing over with Wilson and whoever whatever else poor saps are at that table. Uh, but House is like, forget Cuddy, I'll have Wilson keep her busy, and we get this beautiful audio clip. <laughs> Your answer's short and discreet. Is Cuddy still playing? The chicken is still in Piccadilly Square. Brilliant. She'll never suspect that Normandy is her target. Is that House? Tell him that the blinds just went to 2040 and he's running out of chips. How's she doing? Well, what's going on? The way you took off, something's obviously... Love to chat. We've got a game to play. How's she doing? The patient is on life support. We're about to pull the plug. Are you talking about me? What have you got? Hmm... Those sound like high-dose cardio meds. Two hearts. You got the flush? 
Still waiting on the final laps. She drinking her seltzer? No. Hydration is not a problem. She's bluffing. Push her all in. Call. Two pair. Show me your hearts. Seven of clubs. <laughs> oh dear. Sounds like I messed up. You're gonna be stuck with her for a while. Talk to you soon. Oh, yes. He said the name of the episode, so he wins the episode. Yay. Yay. I just want Robert Sean Leonard in everything all the time, always. He's know, right? he's so fun. Like I wish he was I wish he was one of the three amigos. Really, I do. Like I understand like the like their friendship is like its whole thing, but like I really wish we got more of him in this show. Yeah, but to be fair, he comes in and consults on quite a lot, especially as they get to the later seasons. They, I know, but, they like, bring he, him in a lot. But he's not like a constant presence. Like, like he's not like a constant, like, every episode throughout the episode, something like like a Chase or a Foreman or a I, Cameron. I is. do forget that um, you're a house virgin watching along with this for the first time for us. Yeah, right? So, yeah, you, you get a lot more Wilson as we get later in the seasons. Okay, I do good to know. You you will get so will far get though. Yeah, but. you're right. In the first two, um, he's not quite as constant as the fellowships can be. But can we can we potentially put Swing Kids or um, Dead Poet Society on our movie review options? <laughs> yeah, we'll see why not. Okay, good because Swing Kids is a guilty pleasure. It's a terrible movie, but I need to watch it again. Um, but then of course we put the six year old in a giant scary MRI. And the parents on this show, no matter how old the kid is, no matter what the illness is, they are always so dumb, so overly earnest. Like, you can tell that it's almost like they're viewed through House's lens of humanity, that he thinks the worst of people. So that's exactly how these parents are going to be portrayed. Mm -hmm. And Cameron always gets the shitty job of doing the emotional labor 95% of the time, explaining things to relatives. Because, you know, Foreman and Chase wouldn't have the patience, so let's leave it to the girl. Yeah, she's the woman, so of course yeah. she does all the emotional labor. Of course. Why wouldn't she? But then why would she tell them about Esther? Like, way to make them worried for no reason while like, we're still know. figuring stuff out. That's just dumb. This whole sequence just pisses me off. Just for yeah. the bad acting and what and yeah. the conversation between Cameron and the yep. parents. And it's just, it's so dumb. Oh, and it gets worse. We're not even to the worst part of this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I also want to note, I can't imagine staying still as a kid in an MRI machine. It's hard enough to do as an adult. Yeah, no, for real. Like, when I had an MRI on my, done on my head in 2016, like, my head was immobilized by a cage. And yeah, I'm a 26, yeah. and I was a 26 year old grown out, uh, or I was a, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I was a grown ass adult. They do that for mine too when I have my neuro scans. Yeah. What? Like, how is that? Like, I know, like, we some, I know, like, this, we've been over this before. This show is about the drama, it's about the entertainment value versus the medicine. Right. right. Like it's it's Fox's Grey's Anatomy, but it to be fair. But really, at this point, like sometimes it just sometimes it just really really annoys me. And this is one of those times where it just really annoyed me because I'd been through this procedure. So I think looking back, Grey's almost in the early seasons has more medicine than House. If we're comparing the two, I've never seen. A single episode of Grey's, I just know its reputation. So yeah, Fair. I I haven't seen much of it. I've seen a few episodes, and they were very, very, very early on in the show's run. And so, I think Lauren is right that they were more concerned about medicine to begin with. 
but they lost track of that very, very quickly in yeah, favor right. of more soapy storylines. But I think it's because early on they're also focusing on med students. So again, they're learning. It's a part of the process. Right. Whereas this is all diagnosticians and experts, so they're just going to yeah. go right to the like The grizzled jargon. veterans. Yep. Um, and then I almost puked at the lines because the mom has to talk to Ian through the like microphone, <laughs> the speakers that they use in MRIs because they can't oh get him to God. sit fucking still. And she's like half crying as she's talking to him. It's incredibly melodramatic. We're all supposed to have feelings. And I almost puked when she's like, you're getting to be so grown up. And, you know, this is just like a big camera. Remember when I take your picture at home? You like that. And the kid goes, this isn't the same. Mommy, are you crying? And it's just, it's awful. I just, I, kid, I, I almost threw my TV out the window. I it's, want to punch this kid in the face. I swear to God. What is wrong with us that we hate children this much? It's because we're never going to have them. So <laughs> obviously we're we're terrible people. We're yeah. awful, awful people. We're awful, so you don't have to be listeners. Exactly. Um, or you can be awful along with us. And then we see, we see. Um, I almost said Wilson. We see Foreman like watching the screen as the MRI is running it. Would it display those results that fast? I, oh. I feel like I've never been on this side of an MRI. I mean, so yeah. The ra- I mean, the, knew- okay, I guess the radiologist does need to see like what, what picture they're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like obviously like if is because if we establish this Foreman a train, he like knows what he's doing with radiology. No. Stuff like that. I yeah, think he's no. a neurologist. I think he's okay. a neurologist, but they all just, so, half the time they all just have them using like the MRIs and CT scan machines. Like they don't often they've never have heard of technicians. in with yeah. them. Yeah. There's ne- yeah. there's rarely technicians in with them when they're doing this shit. It's always them examining the the lab results or them doing the the diagnostic machine tests. Imaging yeah. And everything. But I mean, like if, if you're trained, like if you know what to look for on the images, then, yeah. you know, if you're a Train, if you're a full medical doctor, I wouldn't see why you wouldn't be able to interpret the results. Because I mean, it's obviously it goes to normally it goes to a radiologist first, right. but then but then a doctor sees it, so right. they can be like, oh, okay, here's what the radiologist said. Over well, time, you can piece together things. For example, I was watching an excuse me, I was watching another episode this week because I just got hooked, and um, there was one where Chase was operating the X-ray machine. Like they didn't bring a technician in, the X-ray machine got brought into the room, and Chase was doing it. Because actor because we have to have the pretty people doing the stuff pretty australian but then so the the mri shows that there's a small mass on the brain and they all jump to lymphoma but that's not showing on the blood tests though so the mystery continues and uh house is getting very frustrated at this point uh because it's not anything that they've thought of so far and you know because the rules don't apply to house, he just tor- he just casually breaks into the cafeteria to make it, make himself some fresh coffee. Because the they're out of coffee grounds in the break room machine, so just uses his cane, just casually just beats a lock into submission and breaks it, and yeah, just whatever, just steals whatever, just breaks property. Yeah, it's fine. It's house. I know we I know we've talked so much about it, like how much House would have been fired from episode one, but just like come on, dude, like, but some but like some poor re- some poor retail schmuck is gonna have to come in tomorrow morning and be like, what the fuck, what happened? I'm gonna have to write a report about this. My supervisor's gonna have to get involved. Everything's awful, meh. Some- like it, like you're putting. I'm not saying that it's gonna be like imply that the person would be whiny, but like. 
to be like, bro, what the fuck? Did somebody well, like, cane you my made, padlock? You made this, yeah, you made this my problem when you didn't have to. You could have sent someone house. for some more coffee grounds. Sorry, it's it's, it's a okay. whole thing. It's okay. Um, but, but what but happens he, after he gets his coffee? Well, after he's edgy, um, they say, treat him for everything, because we got to protect his liver before the illness gets there. And, yeah, because, yeah, that's how medicine works, just giving him, like, 80 different drugs. Yeah, he's six. His body can take it. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those kidneys are working just fine. Oh, wait. No, they're not. I don't know why this... Yeah, I don't know why, like, other episodes is fine, but, like, this particular episode, it's just really grating on me. Maybe it's because... Maybe it's because he's just so, like, throw everything at it. Yeah, because, like, he's so... Like, normally it's just like, oh, I've seen the... Oh, I've seen this before. Oh, well, you know, whatever. But, like, then maybe it's because this one, he has, like, a vendetta against this particular disease. Could be. So... House impartial? What? No. Bias never. Never. He's a perfect doctor. Always. Well, we go right out of that into some more House and Wilson banter. Always good. Always appreciated. Uh, and <laughs> I like Wilson's take here. He says, "If you're gonna mess with me, wouldn't it be more fun to do it in person?" Because he's still doing this over the phone. Yeah. And the thing that really dates this more than anything are the phones. Like you could mm-hmm. you like so, with the architecture and stuff and like how everything looks for the most part like even the the fashion because everybody's in you know uh, lab coats for the most part but like the flip phones are the thing that really puts you square in the middle of two thousand and six with the razor phones the, just a nice gunmetal gray razor right? I don't think that one was a razor no, uh, I know one uh, of them is Wilson's using it. Wilson's is Wilson's definitely was. a razor course, I'm not sure about of House's. course Wilson's using a razor I totally yeah. missed that but of course he is cause... House is just using your standard cheapo flip phone because he's just left his wife as a reminder he's living with House now he's gotta yeah, have the, yeah, yeah. he's gotta have the sexy phone and like forgot about that <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, I think it was last episode he said he moved in with House yeah so uh, I definitely had the uh, the gunmetal gray uh, yeah razor like that was probably that was that was my phone from like oh seven to like probably oh nine i had the silver one yeah the silver one i brought i went through two of them because that hinge was just so much fun to flip Mm. that it would just wear out and i went from i I went from uh, from a gray razor to one of those uh, the sidekick i think is what it was called the flippy deals the one yeah like where the screen flipped up and then you had a full qwerty keyboard nerd Hey, it worked until my, like there was like a mass outage, and then like they weren't sure like when the phone like oh, that only affected those specific <laughs> phones for like multiple weeks, and like I was getting so pissed off by it uh, yeah. because I was a teenager, so texting obviously had to be the number one thing that I did with my friends. Oh, uh, did you and, still did you still have to pay for te- per text at that time? Yes, um, and then uh, so I switched to, to the very first Android phone the. T-Mobile, the T-Mobile Android G, it was called an Android G1. Mm. It also had a, it also had a, fl- a screen that flipped up, but like instead of like flipping like 180 degrees, like the, mm-hmm. like the sidekick did, this one just like sort of like slotted up and again revealed the I full loved, keyboard. I loved the one I had my my senior year of high school, like freshman year of college, that had the slide up. So it was yeah. the touch screen with the QWERTY underneath. Bring those yeah. back. I, I yeah. had one that was a touch screen. It, it wasn't a slide up. It was like a, it was on a hinge, but instead of hinging north and south, it hinged east and west. So like yeah. it opened like a book. 
And so it had the touch screen on the top and it had a QWERTY keyboard and a smaller screen. Uh, it looked kind of like a DS, like a really small DS. And um, yeah. I left it on top of my ex-girlfriend's car and uh, it flew off and crushed the um, touch screen. And so, but I had like just gotten it like within like a few months prior. So oh, I had, no. I had like almost a year, maybe about a year or more where the only way I knew I was getting a phone call was if I could feel the vibrate, like the screen on the top was wrecked. And so the only way I could know I had anything going on is if I flipped the thing open and looked at the tiny screen on top of the keyboard, it was a mess. Yeah. That thing, my the G1 took an absolute beating because I was a college student. Right. That was like a, at that point. Yeah. I was going, I was, I was going out to bars and just, being abusive towards my phone because I didn't know any better. Can I get us back on track? What happens? Yeah, next? sorry, sorry. Okay. I just tripped tripped down memory lane. You never know what's what's going to trigger it. So. I know. Uh, but getting back to the episode, of course, House is watching from the outside of the room while they inject this kid full of stuff, and um, but something has gone. But something has gone wrong. Uh, he can't breathe. That that wasn't. Or seems bad. No, because what happened first? Yeah, so what happens originally, the timeline was like kidney failure, liver failure, something else, respiratory yeah. failure. And this, he jumps right to respiratory failure. Yeah. Which, but something um, house... else happened. But something else happened before that because we got, so because it's like, oh, it that's new. That wasn't our timeline. And House is like, new. He's like, but it's new. New is good because old ended in death. And then this kid went to straighten a respiratory failure. I forget what it was though. I could have sworn it was just the fact that he had gone into respiratory. Yeah, I think I think first. the new was the What's like that? order okay. of things. Like yeah. it had ah, it had okay. jumped the the sequence a little bit. But but you're right. There might have been something minor that was like a tiny symptom, bef- right it's, before the respiratory kicked in. It was a it was a very very quick done scene. Yeah, this episode just goes quick 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 quick, like from. Beat to beat to beat to beat. Like, they throw so much at you in this episode. And um, I think it's because, like, the progression of the disease, like, the progression of the illness, like, is so, like, well, cause, yeah, this is laid out already. This, this is supposed to take place over, like, 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are just going lightning speed the whole time. Yeah. Um, but can we talk about how much this, uh, the after the kid can't breathe again dramatically oh i can't i can't i can't breathe and i want to i swear to god i want to punch this kid in the face um but only this version of him not the grown-up one specifically this 2006 version of this kid (laughs) um please don't hit your children folks (laughs) for the love of god please let lizzie hit them for you (laughs) no please don't we don't hit children yeah (laughs) um we're talking purely, purely rhetorical here. Um, but going back, but yeah, though. But yeah, how, but like the kids, so the kids crashing. Can we talk about how much this crash choreography sucks? It's so muddled. It's done from such a weird angle that we can't actually see what's going on with the patient, which I'm wondering if it might be intentional since this is only season two. Maybe they haven't quite figured out how to do the effects the way they want to yet. Yeah. So they're trying to kind of like block the scene in a way that. You know, we're getting the gist of what's happening, but I guess, they don't have but to, like, like, get in there. But, like, you think you would have, like, with so many examples on TV. And also, with the fact that they do so many of those weird CG, like, we're going to look in the body, um, Magic yeah. School Bus style. It's so weird that they, like, that the actual, like, medical procedures 
is where they tend to skimp out a lot in these early episodes. It's really weird. And it just really throws me off. But what happens next, Aunt, uh, Lauren? Um, so they're trying to figure out if the interferon made it better or worse as far as like things they were doing to protect his liver. And like we mentioned, they rope in Wilson just to take a look at the kids' tests. And House is like, fine. Before, to get Wilson up, they're like, House is like, well, fine, keep playing. But there's, there's a kid's life at stake. Like, I actually need you up here. And Wilson's like, well, if you need help, just fucking ask me. Like, don't don't keep piddly fitting around. Like, actually tell me to come upstairs. So they're all talking about this. And Wilson's looking at the tests, looking at everything else. And time to just throw a bunch of medical jargon up to sound impressive. Like, there is no rhyme or reason to anything that they're saying. And if I had had the time this week, I would have actually looked in to like some of the illnesses that they were naming off to see if they actually had anything in common. What I would love to do would be to keep a tally through one season, like maybe in season three we can do this, keep a running tally of what illnesses are named in what episodes and see how often they repeat items. Mm-hmm. Like just to see like, okay, does the writer's room know 10 illnesses that they just <laughs> reuse in a way that we don't catch it? I mean, based on the title of our podcast, they clearly know what lupus is. Well, yeah, so they that, know that what lupus is because it's never, they right. don't, I don't think they actually mention lupus in this one. Not this one, no. but. Yeah, but in general, you're right. That's definitely a go-to think, throughout uh, the show and almost a running joke. Sarcoidosis, I think, is another one they go to a lot. Yeah. That's a will they go to. Or sarcoma. Oh, yeah, they, they do a lot of those. But yeah, so I would love to do that for next season. Guys, please remind me. I really want to do the, ta- the um, illness tally to see what we can come up with if they actually are reusing these. But then, How says, let's test for Kawasaki's. And it's like, okay, that doesn't... I can't remember if they say that doesn't happen to old people or that doesn't happen to young people. Doesn't happen and, to old people. Yeah, and they're like, you can't use another patient's labs to diagnose a patient for Kawasaki's. House is like, I might as well fucking try, because I don't have any other <laughs> ideas. Let me be House. So, what happens next? Let's just keep going on this crazy, crazy roller coaster. Well, what happens next is what we've all been kind of circling this whole time is that Wilson implies that Esther is House's white whale, which I think we've kind of already talked to, touched on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I touched on that earlier. Uh, to the surprise of no one, but Esther is House's white whale. I do whale. love I do how how love how they interact about it though. It's it's a cute little scene. Yeah. Uh, they've discovered a mass on Ian's heart. Uh, time to biopsy a six year old's heart is already close to death. Cool. Cool. Fun twenty four hours yeah. for this kid. Bleeding out of the butt and now he's Ethics. gonna get poked in the poked in the heart love to see it Boop. uh <laughs> um, sorry the, no it's fine it's fine uh nothing like a good v-fib cardiac arrest after a biopsy you know totally normal stuff happens all the time uh and why would that many nurses and doctors run into the room for a crash when there was already someone in there like that seems like the epitome okay. of too many cooks in okay. the kitchen. so i'm assuming that you know, a hospital would have something, something like a code team, probably. Yeah, code, code blue like team. That, yeah, yeah, like because because otherwise, what? Who else are you calling for when you say code blue, code blue? Like there has to be someone that there has to be like a group of people that come running. So maybe like they already had a couple, a few doctors in there for this procedure. Like possibly, House. I think, I think Chase and Cameron were I also so, there. Yeah. I'm not sure about Foreman, but. Um, so like yeah, it's all them, and then you know if like there's five people on that team, you know a couple a uh, couple doctors and a handful of nurses, um, you know to do all of the things to push meds to shock patient right. to potentially intubate someone to you know Fair. 
So it's going to be, it's, there's a lot of moving parts it, that go into trying to resuscitate someone. It just seemed a bit excessive in, in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's because we already have our main cast and then you have all these extras knuckleheads coming in from yeah. around the hospital. I didn't even know there were this many doctors in Princeton Plainsboro based on how this, how often houses in the clinic. I mean, it's a bougie hospital. There's clearly the, the doctor to patient ratio clearly has to be through the roof. Fair. We get some very clumsy 2006 camera fades as the uh, heart rate stabilizes. And, uh, of course, House, being House, he goes right back in to finish the biopsy because, of course, he does. It's like, we're already here. May as well. <laughs> um, and then something that should have been done a long time ago. Cuddy has finally been looped into what is going on here after the kid was deprived of oxygen to his brain for eight minutes. So kid might have brain damage on top it's of fine. all of this stuff. He's having a great day. Um, Cause like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't she have, have been looped in before? Like you think someone like, why wouldn't the parents have gotten like when they're going through all of these other medical procedures, you give the kid an MRI, you give the kid all these drugs you do. You well, agree to this heart procedure without consulting the, the main because, person you came there to see? Because if you remember, I believe at the beginning of the episode when House shows up, he says Cuddy sent him to consult. Oh, yeah. So but still, they, you, they've been lied to, and they're uh, trusting that this was done under Cuddy's discretion at first. And then you also have Cameron, Foreman, and Chase, who are all like, okay, but he's crazy, but he usually is right, and maybe we should just let him swing with this, it's, but it's not great. It's still, like, you think you, w- you would ask the person you came there to see. Just just my humble opinion. He had also said she was drunk at the fundraiser, too, so. Just still, just, just my humble opinion. Just saying. I am but a simple trans woman, you know, living her life. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, they have their... They have their their usual, you can't do that house, and house is a problem with authority, and you know, she's like, sometimes you sometimes you have to lose house, but the house always wins. That's the lesson of this show. Um, <laughs> and uh, Cuddy takes the case back and forbids house from going near Ian, but, and house says, she may be right about my obsession, but I'm right about the medicine. Bum, bum. Um, yeah, so and he's like, we don't need to get near this kid to diagnose because we have that, we have the tumor. Um, <laughs> we have this half an inch long biopsy piece. Yeah, that looks like a like a piece of rubber that they colored red. <laughs> and, um, so they can run three tests on the heart biopsy, little what the whatever the mass that they cut out of the kid's heart, but they have seven illnesses to rule out. Dun, dun. So they do some critical thinking and decide what three are going to be kind of the most high priority to test with this piece of heart. And first, histiocytosis is ruled out. Two more tests left. Dramatic. And then bum, bum. House is sitting with the kid. Cuddy walks in and doesn't kick him out because she, but asks if he's figured anything out yet. And it's like, okay, you. this has been maybe 20 minutes since <laughs> right? you told him not to... <laughs> Not to be in this yeah. room. Like, you've got Oh, you. you. Cuddy. Oh, Cuddy. You sweet, sweet. Oh, blinded by love. Um, But so she lets him sit there. He heads out. Doesn't have a clue what's going on yet. And now... Oh, sorry. And then 
Uh, our next scene is our last audio clip of the episode. Um, I forget. God, I sometimes I truly forget how bougie this hospital is. Both House and Wilson have uh, decks on their office, attached to their offices, like sun decks. Yeah. And so, Best balconies uh, ever. Yeah, balconies. Thank you. I couldn't think of the term. I got you. Because um, I'll never be rich enough to have one. Um, Excuse so, you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so House is just out brooding in the early morning sunshine. And uh, Wilson comes out and says hi. Hey. We can talk about it tomorrow. I, um, I won the poker tournament. I totally played this guy Berman from Business Affairs. I got great cards, but I don't bet. Just call, no raises. Berman pairs his king on the flop. I keep calling. The river turns. I check. He can't stand it. He goes all in. He's sure he's won. I call. I flip him. Pocket aces. I nailed his ass. Pocket save. The aces were hiding all along. Ah, yes. Time for House to have his epiphany. Five minutes left in the episode. <laughs> because, of course... Because of course he has to. Of course he has to win. I, fourteen-year-old me had such a crush on Robert Sean Leonard. I think twenty-eight-year-old me still does. Oh man, that was, that's not surprising. He seems your type. He is the foundation for all things my type. Let's be real. Yeah, it's okay. And Omar oh. Epps is everyone's type, so it's fine. Sure. He's a handsome man. He is. I'd I'd prefer either of them over Chase. I think Chase is too pretty. But Australia. But that accent. Sure. Um, but going back to the medicine, um, <laughs> this is this is bullshit. This is such bullshit, and I love it. So House is talking to the team, and he's like, we got to test for Erdheim-Chester again, because diseases don't lie, and this is going to show up this time. Oh, sorry, Daniel. I cut oh, no, that's fine. I mean, it's that's this is what we've all been building to. You know, it's it's what he suggested way back at the beginning of the episode, which is kind of the formula for yeah. so many house episodes that like, yeah, right? if you distill the house, if you distill the house episodes down to a specific formula, they would really be like eight minutes long because like yeah. something creepy, something weird and unexplained would happen in the beginning. And then house would come in with some weird off the wall diagnosis that nobody is uh, on board with. And then we spend about 35 to 40 minutes of, people trying to find an alternate explanation for it and then we circle back to or the patient's lying right or we start and then we eventually circle back to he was right all along so he the obviously yeah. they test and here's how he was right right they test for Erdheim chester again because now the disease has progressed enough to where it might show up and of course house was right all along and the day is saved <laughs> so it's the end of the episode so it's time for to watch hugh laurie play piano over a montage of ian getting treated and everyone and improving and everyone's happy yay. yay and you know what house you go ahead and smoke that cigar in the lobby of the hospital yep while you're playing yeah. poker as they yeah, clean well, up the fundraiser stuff while he's playing poker with uh with wilson for cash cash money and that's how we end
this yeah this episode was one of like or this not this episode this show was one of the biggest um genesis of the term bromance in mid-aughts tv yeah right like because we keep getting examples of it in the nobody show. nobody wanted to, to just admit that house and wilson were in love yeah and that that was fine they were just bros they were two just best friends that will live together for the rest of their <laughs> lives and happy in bliss go to monster truck shows together and be happy yeah. and everything's yeah, exactly. great just bros being bros i mean there's a reason their marriages didn't work out yeah i know but because they didn't try being married to each other anyway exactly so, so what do we think of this one kids this was one that i remembered um from high school that i i it's one that for whatever reason i watched time and time again like i, I must have had it taped or had bought it on itunes or something back when i had like my video ipod and it just it just stuck with me so to be able to revisit again under this um more <laughs> i almost said clinical lens under this more specific lens was really fun to be able to be able to actually catch it and um i'm noticing wilson is a bit of a shithead like in his personal life Mm -hmm. speaking of his marriages failing and stuff like there's a reason his wife leaves him there's a reason his relationships don't work through he's kind of a sleaze he almost has nice guy syndrome like if you were looking at him as a like as a woman who would be dating him, he's he's always like, oh well, I'm married, so I can't do anything, so I'm gonna live vicariously through you and stuff like that. Like he'd be great as a best friend. We we see that through and through. Um, now for me, it's probably probably a six out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like the storyline. The storyline is fine. It's pretty bog standard for what we get on this show. But honestly. It, the parents acting and the kids acting and just some of the some of the cinematography things like it just really dragged the whole thing down house and wilson continues to be a highlight of the show for me as we go as we move through uh move through and through and honestly their little the whole um all of the poker scenes yes. save it for me i save think it from being like a true bottom tier episode but like and i think it's like mid bottom i think me. that's why this one stuck out for me as it when i was younger was because yeah. the interactions between those three are so great yeah and I, I truly I, do not i truly do not understand how this one is one of the highest rated ones of the season it's because of the IMDb. poker sequences and because of cuddy's line amazing uh, amazing line read of like maybe if you spent more time looking at your cards and less time looking at my breasts <laughs> She's so good. I love it. It is a very revealing dress. It is a very revealing dress, and she pulls it off. But, Daniel, what were your thoughts? Uh, Kind of very much in line with Lizzie. You know, it's very, like, middle of the road, very formulaic by house standards. Uh, It's kind of what you see is what you get sort of thing. So there's, I I think there's probably a dozen other episodes in other seasons that are almost the same, if not exactly the same. So, you know, don't hate it. Don't love it either. And obviously, folks... Happy April Fool's Day. We appreciate you listening to this. <laughs> if you made it this far. We really do appreciate it. We'll resume our regularly scheduled ER bullshit on uh, next, next Thursday. So thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week. 